Welcome back to the Threads Podcast. It's Carol, and I am back again with... Juliana. Juliana. Juliana, my daughter. And we are back for part two of this very raw interview slash story podcast. And this is of my father, my mother in the background, telling their whole immigrant story, basically. So in our last episode, we talked about something in the beginning of our podcast. And since then, we have confirmed... So we talked about whether or not my grandfather's brother was kidnapped and that was the reason that he was leaving the country. Um, My mom didn't believe me. That's right. I didn't. She just thought it sounded too crazy to be real, I guess. But we called him. He confirmed that the reason that they left Peru to come to America was because his brother was kidnapped and him and his family were in danger of something happening which is still a whole other story that we need to learn because we didn't even have time to talk to him about that too much yeah he never elaborated on that no all he did was we said i got him on the phone and of course the connection was horrible and i said dad i have to ask you a question juliana thinks that you guys came to the united states because your brother was kidnapped and you guys were in danger or something like that and i was telling him this Totally not thinking that he was going to... Agree. Yeah. And he just said, that is true. And then he said, well, I gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) And so then he let us go and we had to get off the phone. So we will definitely get more on that story. Maybe we'll have him write in a story so we can read it for him. We're going to go ahead and let my father continue his story. And we basically left off where they got to Puerto Rico on this dream of being in paradise, right? Yep, everything they thought was set, but it wasn't. Right, and so when they got there, there was nothing for them. So he talks about their struggles and what they went through while they were in Puerto Rico, which is a pretty crazy story. I mean, the whole thing is pretty crazy, if you ask me. You know, the way that it happens is like a movie yeah, or something. Yeah, fathomable. You would think so, but... I mean, how it couldn't be a lie because everything really happened, you know? No, it couldn't be a lie because I mean, Mama didn't say it was a lie. <laughs> I mean, that's not the only reason. They could be in cahoots, okay? (laughs) (laughs) They're not. They're not. She would not allow that to happen. So we hope that you enjoy episode two. And remember, no job, no house, no nothing. In Puerto Rico? Nothing. You guys actually went to Puerto Rico? Yeah. With, With my mom and everything? Yeah. Yeah. And your mother used to have ear infections so bad that in America they implant a tube in her ear to drain the pus. That's disgusting. Yeah. The thing is that a doctor in America told me that that plug, that thing, that tube was going to disappear by itself. One day the whole thing was going to come and no more problems. We went to Puerto Rico with the money that we sold, the cars and everything. We rent a house. We pay it ahead of the time, like six mm-hmm. months. Yeah, six months of the, of the apartment. Rent. rent. Nice. Rent. Okay. But I couldn't find a job. So she didn't really get a job for you? No. The, the guy who was his friend, he was always out of town. So one, day, one day I met the guy and uh, he asked me about me. And what I knew about the stores and everything, I talked to him. I gave him some ideas and stuff. He never called me. So I didn't have a job. So I was walking every day looking for where to work. And I couldn't find it. 
One day, I went to another town, like going to Chorrillos, mm. from here to Chorrillos. Yeah, I walked there, and you have to pass by really dark places, terrible parts of a city that all gangs and things like that, mm -hmm. you know. Never happens anything to me. I just walk. And why I have to walk? Because the owner of the restaurant where I was, when I went to work as a dishwasher was a Peruvian guy, and he gave he gave me the job, but he he never let me go at the at the right time to take the bus, because when I I always when I was living there, no more buses was were going to to the city where I used to live in Caguas, so I have to walk. And I walk and I pass by these places. The, I saw the gangs, the people smoking. No, never pay attention. I walk. Never happens. Nothing to me. And uh, until I day, one day, close to my house, like five blocks from my house, I was tired. I was coming back home. And this kid in the bicycle just passed. And he told me he was, he was with a knife or, or a, a nail or something. He says, wow. Merry Christmas. And he cut my arm. Here. You see this? Mm -hmm. Here? Yeah. Yeah. He cut it and I started bleeding like hell. This lady was washing her. He said her, Merry Christmas? Yeah. This, the, the lady who saw that happen, she was watering, watering her, her, her drywall. Dry, the, watering her drywall? Drywall. <laughs> what? Driveway. Driveway. Why was she watering her driveway? The, the people do that like that. They they they're watering the driveway and and sweeping the driveway so the driveway is always clean and nice. I don't know why they do that. They they do that in Puerto Rico. Oh my God! Come on! He she put me water there and the blood and the blood. It was more scandalous than anything because it just got it was very superficial, but it was bleeding a lot. So she put something there. Time. I says thank you very much. I I live very close by. I go down to my house now. I walked to my house. I told my wife, oh my God, the situation is really bad. And I, I decided to, to start looking for another job closer home. You didn't go to the hospital? No. She took care of me. It wasn't that deep? No, no. It was just a very big scratch. You can see that. Yeah. I never have stitches. And then, and then one day, I, we were spending all the money that we had. All the money. It was Christmas coming. And I didn't have a toy for any of my kids, nothing for my wife, nothing. Saddest Christmas ever. And one day I walked, I was walking through the city with this, well, like Clayton. And I noticed that this was a big office there that says, uh, how is it? Social Security Office, I was it? And it says, listen, I don't know if this is the right office. I, I never do that before, so I don't know. I need help. I got a wife and three kids, and uh, I don't have a job. Can you get me some job? Because I thought that that was like an employment office. Mm. You know, where you apply for a job and give you the job. But they says, no, we don't. But why you don't talk to the social worker? And she says, Wanda, are you free? Yes. Okay. I send you a guy there to talk to you. Okay. So I walked there, and this was Wanda Gomez, a girl. Nice, nice, nice girl. And, uh, and she says, sit down, sir. What can I do for you? She says, I don't know. They sent me to talk to you. Well, what is your situation? I explained that and I start crying.
because I was completely desperate. And she says, no, 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 no. And I says, to make it worse, my little daughter has an infection in the ear that every time she's crying in pain, crying in pain because really, really hurts. Was coming out. Was post coming out of there. She says, give me your address, sir. My address is so and so. Wait for me. I will be there tonight. Okay. So at night, we were doing nothing. We didn't have nothing to eat. So we were doing nothing. Just the kids have something. We don't. Bam, 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 the door. Wanda Gomez with a guy. And the guy was dressed in white. Kid, he was a doctor. because He was her fiancé. Mm-hmm. And he was a pediatrician, a doctor. And the doctor, Kike, right? Kike or Kite? Kike. Kike. And he says, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. But I can't do that. I tell you what. Tomorrow I come back for for you and the, and the baby. We're going to take it to a specialist. So just a minute. I don't have money. Who took our money? All right. He took us to the, to the doctor. He was a professor in the university, in Madison University. Look at her, but make her cry because he really looked at her, pulled her thing, get her inside. And I was about to about to punch the guy because my my daughter was crying so hard. Mm-hmm. And then finally he says, "Sir, who told you that the tube was gone in America? Says, in Connecticut, wrong. The tube is inside." And the flesh of the baby grew around the tube and involved the tube like that, and it is infected, completely infected. We, before this girl lose her ear, you know, we have to operate on her. Oh my God, doctor, I don't have money. I know. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Wanda and Keaton, they they recommend you. Don't no problem. We take care of that situation. And they operated on her. They took the tooth. We had the tooth for a while until we can get she pitched the way. No more cost was coming, everything was fine. She grew up very, very happy. Your mother, when she was little, she was very, very ch- like Chinese. And everybody stopped in the streets. Oh, what a nice, cute baby. Is, is, is it from Korea, right? <laughs> it's, hard to, it's hard to adopt a kid from Korea, sir. What? Puerto Rico? That's my daughter. <laughs> the, How the, long were you guys in Puerto Rico? About a year. How old was my mom? Your mom was two, three years old. Mm. Oh, that's why. She never talks about Puerto Rico. No, she can't remember. And say like, I think she said it once, and I was like, what? But we never talked about it again, and so I didn't even know that she lived in Puerto Rico. No, she lived, but she was little. Yeah. But the money was still going, flying money, and we didn't have a job. And Christmas was coming. Finally, Christmas arrived. And it was on the 24th in the morning. And I knocked the door. It was Wanda, Keith, and her sister. Everybody was bringing the Christmas tree, the toys, and the food, and this. And the, the house was full of things that they, these people gave us for the kids. From being a bad, Christmas became one of the happiest ones. Isn't that God acting? And then, this is not all. I'm telling you all of this, so you put the things together, what happened in our lives, to see that everything is the hand of the Lord doing things. Ah, and tonight, 
go to our house. We pick you up at around 8 o'clock, Christmas dinner in my, in my house. Okay, so we went there, and this is a house, normal house, no rich, no nothing, but no normal house. Their kids? Uh, no, no, no. That, that was her father's. And the guy was a, a, a butcher. Butcher? Butcher. Butcher, right? Mm -hmm. And he says to me, Carlos, like he was already kind of <laughs> drunk. But he says, Carlos, I'm sorry. And he says, I said, why? What happened? I didn't have nothing to give you. I gave everything to your bro, to the kids and your wife, but I forgot about you. I'm sorry. No, don't worry about it. You did a lot. Man, you make my family smile. That's the best Christmas I ever had. No, thank you very much. I'm so appreciative of these things. You know, thank you. And he says, no, 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 no. You come with me. He took me to the, his bedroom, opened his uh, nightstand drawer, and grabbed a paper the size of the, the page of the newspaper that has four numbers, exactly the same numbers, you know, the, the, the ones that you can split on two or four. You can, when you buy it, you can buy the whole page or you can buy one number or half of the page, oh, okay. you know, like that, you know. What was it? The lottery from Puerto Rico. Oh. Okay, thank you. He, he split them in two. Half for you, half for me. Okay, thank you very much. Well, so we have we have fun. We ate the turkey and the ham and all of that stuff. They took us back home. Perfect. Next day, boom, 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 boom. The door. It was like somebody wants to to break the house. So, what's going on? Open the door. Carlos, we got it. We got it, Carlos. We got it. We went to this office, and yeah, ten thousand dollars. It was the lottery. And he gave me 5000 to me, 5000 for him. What do you think? That's great. I, was a, I had my Dad. last quarter in my hand. Dad was helping me. I was a, to, to, to get into the phone and make a collect call to Peru and ask my father, please, Dad, send me the tickets back to Peru with my family because I can't. And I didn't do it. I got $5,000. Wow. So I said, I left the money, some money with her, and I took some money with me. I said to him, you go first. And, I, and instead of going to, to Connecticut, I decided to go to St. Louis because a friend of her... I told you. Her, her friend used to live uh, in St. Louis for such a long time. So I talked to him and say, he says, my house is your house. Come when you come. So I went there and started looking for a job. And... Uh, then she got a job in a factory making sneakers. Where? In Puerto Rico, in the night shift. And there were two guys that were trying Because I left, I stayed in Puerto Rico while she went back to America. And uh, this, this guy in Puerto Rico wants to, again. wants to hit on her, you know. And she wrote to me and says, I have this problem, these guys are doing this, you know. And I said, I have a job with the one I quit, and I went to another job, and I wrote to her a letter. Mm -hmm. I says to her, "No problem. Take the next the next airplane and come. We got every I got everything for you guys." And was that was a lie. I didn't have nothing. 
And uh, she says, okay, I go next week. Find me a job to find a house, to find everything. I bought a car when I came here. And the car they sold me, that was bad car because it stops every, every block, <sighs> die on me. And I have a big accident because in one of those, the, the motor died. The car hit me in the back, took me to the hospital and all of that stuff. I lost the car and everything. <laughs> that was another story. That's another story. But I was walking. She has to know the story, though. Yeah. I was walking in the street in Maplewood. Tell him the story. You know where Maplewood is? Mm. I used to work in a nursing home. Mm. And when I told my boss that I found another job in Wonder Bread, he says, mm. okay, now you go now. So he threw me out. And I went to the nun, the nun was the, the manager. They said, my boss says to me that I have, that I'm free to go, but I need my money, the money that you owe me. And, he, and she why, says, why did, he, why did she do you well? Because I was going, he says, you're going to make more money, you're a foreign guy, you're going to make more money than me? No, you get out. No. He was your boss? Yeah. And he was the boss. You have, having two jobs, you are going to make more money than me, so you get out of here. He threw me out. How does that work? Huh? How does that work? Why would you make more money? Because I was I was going to have two full time jobs. But, but I, I, it wasn't fair. But I went to the nun, and the nun says, "Okay, you you come back for your check uh, next week, okay?" I says, "No, I want you fire me today. I want my money today." Mm -hmm. No, 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 next week. Boom, pull the chair, sit down in her in her office, in the big office, the manager of the whole thing. I'm gonna stay here until you decide to pay me. And uh, she looked at me, and she didn't say nothing. She started working and doing, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. She couldn't talk to nobody because I was there. So finally she opened her drawer, and he says, listen, sir, I'm going to write you a check for whatever it's done to you. Here, take it, bye. Oh, now I got it. And I went with my money out. Never came back to this place. Then I was looking for an apartment. But he was, I was walking big as snow on Saturday. I fall in a hole. What? Yeah, the snow covered the hole. Somebody was working in the street and they didn't cover the hole. And I was just bloop, down all the way with the snow here. No people was around there. Finally, I stopped the car and pulled it out. But I was completely soaked wet in snow. And I keep walking, 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 looking for an apartment for rent. I saw a guy parking his car in front of his house. And he was coming with fresh bread and things like that to the house. Mm -hmm. And I said, sir, sir. He looked around and said, yes. Do you know around here an apartment for rent? No, no. But the only thing I know is that you are dying of cold. Come on inside my house. Come inside my house. He invited somebody walking mm -hmm. inside his house at 8 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. Who does that? Yeah. Nobody. I wouldn't. <laughs> my wife is still in pajamas, and my and he got three daughters, and the daughters were walking in pajamas in the house and things mm -hmm. like that. Who does that? Yeah. He took me inside his house, called his wife, and his wife came. And says, "What's happening? This guy is dying. Take his jacket and gloves and everything, put it in the dryer. Put it in the mm -hmm. dryer, you know, and make me sit down there and next to the fireplace. Give me hot chocolate and the bread he just brought." Everybody's here like this in America. Wow, he says, you know. Call his daughters. 
I want you to use the phone for something good, not for whatever you use it all the time. I want you to start talking to all your friends and looking for an apartment for this guy. And they start. Oh my goodness. It was, I arrived to this house like 8 o'clock. It was 10, 10 30, and I was feeling uncomfortable because they keep talking. And, uh, and I was, my God, I mean, you know, these people in this family can't have their own life, what I'm doing here. So they says, ma'am, may I have my gloves and my jacket? I have to keep going, looking for them. My hat, everything was warm and nice. My, everything was, and I was saying, thank you very much, thank you very much. Bye-bye, God bless you, thank you very much. I walked to the, to the front door, he opened the door and like that, and then a girl inside says, I got it! And that was our first apartment. She got us our first apartment. There, I talked to the Peruvian people. I says uh, to her friend, uh, Alsi, I got an apartment for rent. So, and um, I went to my new apartment, which was completely empty. Uh, I took the apartment, like at maybe at 10 o'clock the next day, by 4 o'clock. I have the beds, I have the table, I have the hands, I have the pots, I have this. All the Peruvian people start bringing stuff. And my wife was coming next day. When she arrives, she didn't know they have to go through in order to get all of that You're stuff. like, she told you already. Yeah? Can you believe that? That's crazy. Uh -huh. She arrives and she arrives to the house that was full of furniture and everything. With the bed, with everything. Incredible, isn't it? It's not that it's gone perfectly. I mean, it's they've had some rough patches, but they've always seemed to get kind of picked up, picked up, you know, miraculously. Yeah. And they and they mention God in there. And this is in no way, shape, or form any kind of religious podcast or anything. But I mean, it is what they believe. And with everything that's happened to them, and the way things go as far as them getting kind of saved out of these situations, I would definitely believe in something higher than me yeah i think anybody would yeah so i hope you guys are enjoying this podcast and uh, we do have a part three so we hope you guys will tune into that and definitely let us know what you guys are thinking we're on facebook we're on instagram twitter and definitely share this with your friends and your family if you enjoy true stories if they do as well i mean who doesn't love a true story everybody does yeah so if you have anybody that writes Tell them about it to submit a true story as well. And we will definitely get it read on our podcast and share it with the world. Thanks for listening. Today's story was by Carlos Felius. Threads is produced, directed, and edited by Carol Lara. Music by Ben Sound. While you're here, go ahead and subscribe to Threads if you haven't already. And if you want to hear your true story brought to Audible Life, submit your story or essay on threadsstl.com. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, get in touch with us directly through our website. I'm Carol Lara. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. I'm Carol Lara. We'll see you next time.